Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, a Teen Mom Deep Dive podcast. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hi, Kara. Hi, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me on this uh, Labor Day weekend. I'm, I'm really excited. Well, this is not, well, this will air on Labor Day weekend. We are not recording this. You know, today is not Labor Day weekend, right? Yes. Okay. This is magic, the magic of recording. I was like, like I mean, my God, <laughs> I've been at this for years now. Keep uh, up, girl. <laughs> I was like, Kara, I have some news for you. <laughs> because I actually, for a while, for some reason, was thinking this was Labor Day weekend because I was thinking oh, okay. that Labor Day was the last Monday in August, not the first Monday in September. Right. Um, so, you know, these happen. But yes, we're recording in advance because I'm going out of town next week and I'm actually like trying hard mm-hmm. to be organized about this, which is rare for me. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for recording on this yeah. lovely Sunday morning. And I, these were fun episodes. This was like peak Janelle. Peak Janelle. I mean, half of these girls are fucking zooted. Okay. Leah and... is so fucked up these Girl. episodes. And this is before she gets addicted to drugs, according to her. Okay. According to her. According to her. (laughs) Because she is, she looks like shit, first of all. Awful. And like, there are so many phone conversations where her eyes are Mm -hmm. like trying not to roll back into their, her head. And And I'm like, is that her eyelashes? And then I'm like, no, I don't think so. No. Because she's got some eyelashes on. Yeah. She's got a lot of things on. There are a lot of things happening with Leah. Let's season. talk about, let's get there in a little bit. Let's talk about Chelsea first, because okay. obviously Chelsea had the most boring episodes. Um, I will say, though, this is where redheaded Chelsea is born. Yeah, she makes a brief appearance. I do believe in the second episode, she goes back to Brunette, but we got a moment. Yeah, it's like where she's finally given up the blonde and she's like figuring out like what dark hair color works for her. Yeah, because all of her girlfriends are like WWE diva hopefuls, and yeah, she's embracing that look. Okay, that's so fucking accurate. That's so <laughs> funny. Oh my god, that girl Laura is a hundred percent that. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, get her on Toto Bellas or whatever right. that fucking show is <laughs> that Princess you know, likes. They all sat around and watched Total Bellows on like Sunday night or whenever it came on. So it yeah, doesn't help that this is peak like thick ass waterline eyeliner. Like right. So they have what now I, you would only truly see in the WWE. Like they've stage makeup on essentially. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because like Chelsea meets with her sister in the first episode, and her sister has eighteen layers of eyeliner on. <laughs> hilarious so much eyeliner like the super deep side part uh what a yes uh chelsea is mono which like okay felt very i was yeah it felt very chelsea i was like that's that's right right for chelsea (laughs) the exact kind of uh viral infection that chelsea would get it's it's yeah it's a spoiled girl's infection it makes me always think of girls when Hannah's like, you know, I have to sleep for 18 hours a night because I got mono in high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I do not believe that she has mono. But secondly, of course she does. Don't you get sick for like a month when you have mono? And also, Liz, um, isn't it like 
pretty highly contagious and so why is her girlfriend and her girlfriend's newborn baby just like yeah. sitting right across from her so that's her sister to be fair oh, but, okay, sister, but, but yeah no I'm like does she have mono or because she's like yesterday I wasn't feeling well but today I'm feeling better I'm like I was under the impression that like you get mono you miss school for a whole month like yeah. it fucks you up you sleep 20 hours a day like she acted like this was like a three-day situation for yeah. her which, yeah I I'm, I've never heard of that me too uh, but yes her sister is there her sister is a daughter that's like around the same age as Aubrey it's extremely cute to watch them playing together so cute Probably Aubrey... playing gymnastics on the stairs, but very cute. <laughs> I know, like when the the one that's a little older like had Aubrey like holding onto a cape behind her, and then they were <laughs> going down the stairs. Yep, this seems like it would be in a safety video, but move on. Adorable. And then I did notice Chelsea's other niece was named Malia, but spelled M mm-hmm. A L E A. Of course, of course. You know, I have a theory that people from uh south dakota are afraid of like wise and eyes and that's why we have aubrey paisley with two e's <laughs> malia yeah that's probably why although except chelsea did add that y to lane she couldn't just let it be lane she added true. that y true she's evolved yeah she's evolved to her peak utah influencer <laughs> oh my god uh so yeah her sister's just over there and they're kind of like playing catch up on their life it's nothing really worth talking about um then she is at home and laura comes over in a striped black and white shirt and chelsea mm-hmm. goes you look like a referee and then she catches herself and she goes like a hot referee <laughs> <laughs> exactly a wrestler yes but she was right she looked like a referee like that was she a f- straight up she was wearing vertical like black and white thin straight <laughs> or like not thin but like thick enough it was a referee shirt and it was just really funny because you could kind of tell that Chelsea was like negging her a little bit but then caught herself and was like no but you're hot (laughs) I'm not convinced that that wasn't like a legs avenue Halloween costume honestly it really it really looked I like looked up because I was taking notes and I was like oh she does here we find out chelsea's landlord wants her to move again which marks the third time that we've seen her move that's wild i don't understand i don't understand how people can live in the chaos like that either i i don't get it and who is this landlord is this legal okay so the first landlord put in the lease that she could move back into the house if she wanted i guess and i do know like in a lot of places the landlord wanting to move back into the home and live in the home is like one of the only ways that a landlord can like break a lease right legally is like sometimes i know like in new york city for rent stabilized apartments like if the landlord wants to move in like that's how you can break a rent stabilized contract Mm -hmm. like there's there is like weird leeway when it comes like the landlord physically moving back into the home but one would think that after the first one that the next lease that you sign you would be like i'm not signing a lease that says the landlord can move back in right once bitten twice shy chelsea come on although maybe like it was a cash for keys situation where he was like i'll pay you five thousand dollars to move out because she, so. she doesn't seem that stressed about this. Well, 
she's actually extremely stressed out about it and that's why she has to take a leave of absence a leave sure 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 but and compared to last time when she was hysterically crying about (laughs) not wanting to move um and i don't know like what's going on with mtv filming here but like this is only like four episodes apart or three episodes apart from when she moved last i would (laughs) flip the fuck out i'd be like screaming like you're not getting me out of here oh i yeah exactly i would have been like chained myself to the front door (laughs) um yeah i don't know i mean she seems very nonplussed about the whole situation which really makes her leave of absence that much funnier yes yes she's like talking to lauren she's like i think i'm just gonna have to like take a leave of absence from school and she's like did you talk to your dad yet and she's like no but like people do it all the time like yeah for like illness chelsea not not because you have to move (laughs) chelsea is such an example and i think she still is like this at least based on like what we saw before she left teen mom where she truly was not equipped to handle any stress and like this is a fault of her parents and like this is this is what being a spoiled brat looks like as an adult where I like for the most part I think Chelsea has it kind of together right like she has these kids she takes good care of them she has a happy marriage like she has things that she does but where the spoiled bratness always comes out is like this meltdown at any time she has to do something she doesn't want to do or doesn't feel like equipped to handle and that's why you have to have let your kids like face challenges right like her all of her other life aspects have to stop because one thing is out of control and you're absolutely right because to me like i lived a relatively easy life like i had a good relationship with my parents it wasn't like Mm -hmm. whatever um but it would also never occur to me to take a leave of absence if something was going on in my life like the fact that her mind even thinks to look into that (laughs) for moving like exactly exactly she's and this is like a theme for her this whole the whole time she's on this show is that like something Mm -hmm. goes wrong and so she can't do anything else and it's like Mm -hmm. this is i mean this is why you have to make your kids like i know you don't have to make your kids but this is where like i think a kid having a job in high school is good even if it's just on weekends you know so they can learn how to be in school and have a job this is where like making your kid like be involved in kind of like a couple of things not like macy style where your kids have like professional sports level commitments but like like a few commitments in which they can learn how to juggle things like i don't think chelsea has that life skill at all and like that fucks you up as an adult completely like it it also helps to be around other people in leadership roles and see how they handle conflict and like use them as an example because if your parents are always going to be giving a soft pillow for you to land on you have to see how other people are going to handle you and handle situations of adversity this is very deep (laughs) yeah i think that's really true and i don't think chelsea has any of those people in her life particularly no no uh, so she tells Randy that she wants to leave school for a little bit and he's like I love how Randy's like well what am I going to do about it I'm like I don't know stop paying her rent <laughs> no consequences whatsoever he's like well okay I mean I just hope that you come back go back I to get, like I get this is teen mom money time it's hard because like 
some of them act like they're still so broke and some of them don't have the money here in the world janelle versus chelsea yes yeah or even <laughs> leah like yeah leah now is jeremy and in the last episode she was talking about child support but like for the most part leah's never like oh god i gotta get a job <laughs> like leah's chilling on right. that teen mom money like right. I, it just i feel confused as to like where they are money wise and how much she's relying on her dad because i kind of think it's a little less but then at the same time in the first couple seasons when she truly had no money we know he still wasn't giving her consequences so right because right. i think for randy he's like the only other option would be like if i i think for randy's like if i stop paying her rent she's just gonna move in with me true and i think he's like a true believer of like well she's 18 now so she's an adult and she can make her own decisions and i have to be hands off and you know yeah randy chelsea goes to school to talk about her leave of absence and this <laughs> is scene the best wild the teacher lady is like well yes people do that but i don't think your grades are where they need to be to do this leave of absence and she goes your grade point your grade average is a 60 percent, <laughs> and your attendance average is a 56 percent. yeah and chelsea just looks at her like uh <laughs> she's like bitch i don't care <laughs> i would cry immediately <laughs> chelsea is like in Chelsea's head you know she's like why are you even bringing this up like I told you I'm taking a leave of absence like what are you gonna do about it <laughs> why are you bringing up bullshit <laughs> I mean I'm not I'm not surprised that her attendance is only 56 percent uh Chelsea's not very good at showing up for things I think Chelsea very she said it a million times this episode and I kind of relate to this because this is like something that I would say when I was like really fucking up and things in life and be like, she's like, it's just like if you miss time, you have to make it up. Like you miss eight hours, so you add eight hours. Like she says that 20 different times. And I'm like, oh, Chelsea's not going to school. Yeah. And she also keeps bringing up like, well, you know, I would just be missing days anyway. So I might as well. Like this is a very smart and mature decision that I'm actually making. Like I'm doing the best thing because I would just not be there anyway. So I might as well not be there, you know? There's just something like, I like when somebody starts regularly talking about like the absence policy and like how they're getting around it, like they're not going to school. Yeah. And and keep in mind, she also told either her friend or her sister, it was just going to be two weeks. Then she told Randy four weeks and she told the lady four, maybe five weeks. And the lady's like, okay, you have to actually sign this contract to agree to come back on this date, Chelsea. Do you know this? And she's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> like she was like here's i wrote down the reason if you just want to go over this i wrote down moving and other stuff <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i did i mean earlier in the season she did say like i'm just freaking out because i've gone from having nothing to do to too much to do and like right. i get that like that is relatable but it is I, it's just so hard watching Chelsea be such a spoiled brat and that friend Laura like really hates her for it like deeply hates her for it and you know what the educator the lady that she spoke to actually said something really astute which was I didn't write it down but it was along the lines of like Chelsea your life could be really easy if you just let it be so like just do it girl just be present she's like <laughs> well you know I'm, I'm a single mom and like yes of course you are like and 
I've said this a million times, I'll never take that away from Chelsea, right? Like she has always been Aubrey's, Aubrey's primary caregiver. Always, always, always. She's never passed that off on anybody else. Right. But (laughs) Aubrey goes to daycare and the day she's not at daycare, she's at her mom's. So when, and it's not like Aubrey has activities that she's going to that keep Chelsea busy. So when she says I'm a single mom, I'm like, but how does that stop you from going to school? Cause your two-year-old like does have somewhere that she is while you're in school. And I'm not obviously like sometimes Aubrey gets sick. I'm not like discounting how hard it is to be a single mom and go to school. But like, as far as her single mom setup, like Chelsea really has a lot of support. Right. Like she has the kind of support that most single mothers would like dream of and uh, such a community of people. And if like her mom can't take a Randy could, Randy can't, stepmom can, you know, it's just like such a network. Maybe her sister. Yeah, I was going to say her one of her 18 friends that had babies when they were teens. (laughs) Right. All of her friends are teen moms and have kids. Yeah, definitely has hurdles, but she also has an incredible support system. Yeah, so I'm just, like, not sure how exactly, like, Aubrey keeps her from being in school, is what I'm saying. He doesn't. Because here's the thing. Every single mom has a job. Yeah. And, like, that Chelsea is going to school 40 hours a week, so that is a job. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not discounting. She goes to school. I think she said it's, like, Wednesday through Sunday. I think they have Monday and Tuesday off or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. she goes there for eight hours a day. Like, that – but, like – most single moms work 40 hours a week exactly like chelsea has the ability to go to school full-time and not have to worry about how the food's gonna get on the table yeah that's incredible most single moms that work 40 hours a week don't have a 56 percent attendance rate at their jobs right (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i'm just saying like i'm in class with people like in grad school like one of my friends in grad school is a single mom to three kids Mm-hmm. they're teenagers so she has to drive their asses around all of the time she yep. works full-time she's in school and she fucking does it and like i'm not like discounting that it's hard to be a single mom but like i see especially like in social work i see so many single moms that are fucking juggle a hundred things and like mm-hmm. get it all done and chelsea can't do the littlest amount of work yeah like everything has to stop yeah she has to yeah it, it's wild like and what are you doing if for the other 44 percent that you're not there what's going on? <laughs> yeah. that's my question where are you what where are you are doing you? what are you doing oh gosh okay so in the second episode she's moving again and she's turning 21 and she brings uh aubrey over to her mom's and they're talking about her birthday and how aubrey's birthday is like a week after chelsea's mm-hmm. and her mom goes so is adam gonna be there and she really asks it like she's talking about Chelsea's birthday. But then when Chelsea gets mad, she's like, no, Aubrey's birthday. I meant Aubrey's birthday. And she's like, mom, stop <laughs> talking about it. The way she talks to her mom is entirely inappropriate. It is so wild. But it is. Really but so I funny. also understand because sometimes my mom brings out like truly the worst version of myself. And I don't oh, know oh. why. Like, I don't. Sure. Like, I go full feral. Like, I... <laughs> I don't know why it's like I don't actually feel this way but like something about this I just act like a maniac and that's what Chelsea does with her mom but I think and it's funny because we don't have the fourth wall broken yet and what she's saying is like stop fucking talking about Adam on camera right 
because she's yeah. talked about that she says like you know we agree not to talk about adam on camera and then she brings it up and that's really frustrating but i think what chelsea's leaving out there is before chelsea comes over productions like you have to ask her about adam let's take a very quick break mm-hmm. and yeah. mary's like they asked me to ask you right <laughs> and she always looks back at chelsea like what yeah. <laughs> what i do glamma is like Chelsea, they told me to like we shut the fuck up. What do you mean? By the way, I love Mary's house with those ugly ass crosses on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, which by the way, at Randy's one of his houses, I I don't think it's cabin, I think it's the one in South Dakota. He has a whole wall, like a two-floor like yeah. den wall that's just covered in those ugly crosses. Yeah, I just watched an old episode of um uh Orange County with Carlton. Oh. And it's like a mausoleum, a museum of crosses in that house. Beverly person, Hills. Her son is named Yeah, Beverly Hills. Her son is named Cross. Like it's on yeah. another At least Carlton's was like kind of cool. Didn't she have a confessional in her house? Her house was it was literally like a chapel i I said it was like if medieval times had decided to do like a satellite restaurant like a high-end restaurant that's what it would look like yeah at least there was a level of like i'm like a theme yeah she's like i'm a cool witch this is on theme like she had that level of it like that's not i just mary's is like she went to home goods and she goes oh my god these are so cute yeah she found like seven brown iron crosses and, and she like, goes chelsea so chelsea come here don't you think this would be so cute right on the wall you know by my door don't Can you think I all together different ones <laughs> it's eclectic right <laughs> oh gosh okay so yeah she's like mom we're not talking about Pab. And then Mary's really nice. She's like, you've just matured a lot in the last year. All the things that you wanted to do, you've done. I'm really happy for you. And Chelsea goes, because I've been single for a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. A single mom who works no jobs. Who loves her kids and never stops. Um. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, Laura and her go to get their nails done. And they're basically just talking about, like, turning 21 isn't a huge deal when you have babies at home. Which, Yeah that sounds yeah. right yeah i think laura said something like gosh i didn't think our lives would be like this and Chelsea's like yeah i don't think anybody dreams about being a single mother at 21 <laughs> yeah girl <laughs> oh my gosh laura is always i've really noticed that this season i think that laura works and she does she has to support her son she doesn't have a randy and I right. keep noticing these little things of where she's like trying to make Chelsea remember that she too is a single mom with problems and Chelsea has absolutely no desire to because uh, Laura is like, yeah, I remember when I turned 18 and like I had the baby and it like didn't feel anything and Chelsea like runs past that like. Yeah, no, I mean, Chelsea also lives a kind of life where she doesn't even consider that people's lives are more difficult than hers like no no perspective for that no in the one where she's like flipping out about moving and Laura's like yeah it's like really hard she's like you don't even understand and Laura's <laughs> like yeah no I understand Laura's <laughs> <laughs> like yeah I, I don't have MTV or Randy <laughs> like I, I get it <laughs> yeah like when I say nobody wants to help me move I don't mean Randy's gonna be there yeah also, I'm pretty, yeah, because there is a moment where Laura goes, oh, it's always so hard when you move. It's just the three of us and, like, no help. And I'm like, girl, stop helping Chelsea move. Like, 
Yeah, for real. What are you doing? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> oh uh, so they all go out to dinner for Chelsea's birthday. Well, actually, first her friends come over to get ready. And did you notice this? She yells, party's here! Like yeah. Snooki's impact! <laughs> I love that they were like chugging Bud Lights and probably pop off or something. In an alternative reality, Chelsea is a guidette. Oh, the queen. She's like, the queen. Chelsea is the South Dakota version of that. And if Chelsea yeah. had been born in New Jersey, oh. oh the, she would have been the high priestess of Tom's River. Oh. You wouldn't have been able to tell her anything. Oh. <laughs> like, I can so picture Tom's River Chelsea <laughs> so perfectly. And like, she would have had a kind of a little bit of a better style because she would have lived in North, North or in Jersey and not North Dakota or South Dakota, wherever she lives. Yeah, she would have gone into the city like once a year. She would have been in seven jeans. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like she would have been in like a little more expensive stuff. She would have had a little coach purse that I don't know if she had in South Dakota. But uh, yeah, she would have been full on Guidette. For sure. What what do you think the guy she would have married would have done? Would he have been like a... Construction. I think he would have been cold but Italian. Okay came from like a construction family maybe yeah yeah okay yeah yeah okay yeah, he would have been like a construction guy but i think like a little more of like one of the mild manner brothers like the quiet brother out of the big italian mm-hmm. family <laughs> yeah um he would have been named anthony um anthony joseph yeah maybe aj uh he <laughs> Yeah, he'd work construction, but like his dad owns the construction business, so like he, he does a little more of the office stuff, the not office necessarily. Exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, like they build houses at the shore. Maybe actually, I bet he'd be a lot like um, Gianni's family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah, where they're okay. like they're wealthy, but they're still like Italian construction guys and that type of thing. Yeah, for sure. Oh my god, her house. Oh, Snookies? Uh, no, I, I'm trying to imagine like uh, Chelsea's New Jersey house and what that would have translated to. Imagine Chelsea down the shore. <laughs> Just meant to be. It was really she really was born in the wrong place. I know. Mm. Such a shame. Such a shame. Okay, so they're out at dinner and they're at an Olive Garden. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i mean it may as well have been also i want to say while they were getting ready what is her her uh guy friends landon landon, mm-hmm. landon was curling somebody's hair and that bitch's hair was teased to the gods <laughs> like it was toddlers and tiaras down and i like Girl. i did i did like landon at one point chelsea goes i just don't want to look fat i want to look skinny and he goes "Ugh, that word right <laughs> icon I think they're still very good friends. You know what I will say for Chelsea? Kind of like Macy, she has long-term friendships. Mm-hmm. In a way that a lot of the girls on Team Mom do not have. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that she and Landon have ever had, like, a real deep conversation. But they're like, oh my god, I love you. You're my best friend. You're my sister. Yeah. My yeah. yeah. I mean, she's like- still very good friends with Laura. Mm-hmm. She's still great friends with Chelsea Grace, we know. Like, she seems to have... And I, I honestly do think part of it is that a lot of her friends became teen moms. So they like stayed in the same 
kind of sphere of life right where that'll do it yeah yeah like where it's hard I think when you have a baby at 18 to maintain friends that are like at college partying although I will say Macy like did a pretty good job with that but I don't know I I I don't think it like says something negative about you if you don't have long-term friendships, but I do think it says something positive about you if you do, if, if that you makes do, sense. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And, and I, I hope like, does. I agree. <laughs> I mean, yeah, me too. But I like, I hope people get what I'm saying. Like if yeah, you yeah. don't have long-term friendships, I'm not like, why don't you have any long-term friendships? Like, I don't really see it that way, but I do think like there's something to be said about people that like maintain relationships for a long time. Yeah, it's just a completely different experience. Yeah. Uh, So they go out and they're sitting at some sort of Olive Garden, um, you know, and you guys know I love Olive Garden. I don't say that as an insult. Uh, They decide there. Chelsea goes, should we do shots? No. Should we? Should we? Oh, my God, guys, calm down. (laughs) Girl, take the shots. And then they order like three drinks back to back to back. Yeah, they get. Well, first, the bartender comes over to do. Where I was like, oh, I guess they're not at Olive Garden. <laughs> right. <laughs> like they the may as well be. Table side shot uh, display. Like colorful ones. Up. Yeah. And I'm like, are they at a restaurant or like a nightclub? <laughs> <laughs> Weird service. Um, But it's like some guy and the bartender walks away and the server comes back over and Chelsea goes, who was that sexy bartender? <laughs> By the way, I hate the term sexy when talking about men. <laughs> I agree. It was so like I would have never thought that Chelsea would say something like that. It was so she funny. was drunk. Yeah. And you know what? We don't see Chelsea drunk on this show, really. Not really. Because we, we don't see her going out ever. No, usually, yeah. Usually when they do, it's like she just we just hear her talk about it afterwards. Yeah, we get like a montage of pictures, maybe. Yeah. Um, but they definitely show like she's a daytime filmer, you know. she films during the day uh but I do I think my impression of Chelsea is that she partied a lot in high school like a lot a lot from like 14 to 17 and then she got pregnant and she just stopped partying like I think there were countless jokes about oh this is your first yeah right wink wink yeah (laughs) and I know I think she got an underage at one point when she was in high school like I think I remember that so like she was I think she was like a popular party girl in high school so I bet when she had already she was just kind of over it but yeah yeah, she's drunk in this scene and the the server's like I'm on fucking MTV bitches like the server (laughs) is all (laughs) and he she's like Chelsea's like what's that sexy bartender's name and the server goes or whatever his name is she's like oh it's like joseph but i she's like do you want his number like he's an easy in you could definitely like slide into his messages i was like this girl congratulations you're on mtv to mtv's teen mom too and you got a featured talking role welcome to the stage sister like that was she was hyped and you know what good for her they were probably having fun like oh yeah they were she was having a great time um, and they were all laughing. And then so they go out for to the bar and she said that like Adam, she ran into some of Adam's friends and he started texting her. And Adam is just such an asshole. He's so weird. He's such a fucking asshole. And remember, he's like in a serious relationship with Taylor at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So he texts her, uh, Chelsea Grace with her extensions. As you text me, you are glad to see big Chelsea with some extensions. Yeah. Which I that is princess's name for chelsea grace thank you thank you i was going to give her credit i'm not putting that i'm taking that one on 
That, that's princess. <laughs> that princess has made us think of Chelsea Grace that way. Poor Chelsea Grace, whose name is Chelsea, but has to go by Chelsea Grace forever because of this fucking show. <laughs> I know, poor thing. It's like no one has called me Chelsea Grace my entire life. <laughs> For real. Um, do you know what she's up to? Uh, I think just like living her life in South okay. Dakota. All right, good for her. I'll never. So I saw there was a rumor at one point that it was so stupid that Chelsea Grace was Rita's daughter and therefore Chelsea's stepsister. And I saw it got posted on Reddit. I was like, "That's not true." <laughs> no, that's not true. And people are like, "No, it is." And I, I like a bunch of us were like, "That's absolutely not true." Like, stop saying that. <laughs> and then like a year ago, there's this girl on TikTok that I had to block because I couldn't stand her fucking voice. And also, I don't care for. Uh, most reality TV stuff on TikTok actually, but especially Liz, Teen Mom stuff. Liz, thank you. I have blocked <laughs> so many Kardashian fan accounts, like I can't even the, take. It. I'm like, do you know anything? Like none you of them know, know anything. If they just are screaming and ranting and raving and standing and i can't do it and i'm really like i think all the time i'm really missing on a lot of money by not just going on uh-huh. the roof about these people but yeah thank you i you are i, I only really like like a like a joe gun yolanda fister like joke reality tv exactly videos exactly. on when it comes to tiktok but there was this girl and she was like chelsea great like she did a whole video on how that was true and chelsea i actually was like good for you chelsea chelsea coming in was like what (laughs) (laughs) this is not true and the girl in the comments said so why are you being so secretive about it and chelsea's like (laughs) what are you talking about (laughs) not a conspiracy theory that is so like this creator was like so why are you being so secretive and chelsea was like i'm not she's not my stepsister (laughs) Oh my god the theories that people convince themselves of on tiktok are truly so like you guys That's know i'm hilarious. not really a chelsea fan but like she left a really nice message like hey i'm not sure like why this is going around but it's not true and then when the girl came back her, like i was like good for you chelsea like good for you for saying something back because that's so fucking stupid that's so funny <laughs> so stupid oh my god it was just so dumb it was so funny uh yeah so adam texted her geez how many people can you make out with in one night geez keeping it classy okay and chelsea was like i made out i kissed landon (laughs) like she's like and so she texted him back like stop she said don't text me (laughs) that was really funny which i don't know if i believe her like okay here's the thing do I believe that drunk Chelsea on her 21st birthday was one, not texting Adam, two, not responding to his text begging him to come over? Right. <laughs> Listen, we've all done it. Oh, please. Uh, please, please, please. Gross. I, on my 21st birthday, my awful ex-boyfriend like ditched me. And I remember the next day reading text with one of my coworkers that was like trying to hook up with me. He like just come over and I was like, I just want to talk to Dan. Like, oh my god. <laughs> I still so clearly remember looking at these fucking text messages and being like, oh my God. Oh, um no. so hung over and I had to move that day. It was truly the worst. <laughs> like the worst day of my life. And I was just moving across the street, like in the same complex where I like didn't pack anything with the idea that like it would be easy to move. But honestly, those moves are harder sometimes. Right. Because yeah. you don't like anticipate that it's actually hard to walk all of your stuff a hundred yards across the place. <laughs> right. 
it's actually kind of difficult but you're like no it's like just moving down the hall but it's not it's really not it just makes it that much more difficult yeah you're much more difficult but um yeah so I I'm not sure I believe that Chelsea said don't text me but I do like that version of the story listen it's her birthday yeah and he texted back uh I'm surprised you can even type right now and she said (laughs) okay he was totally trying to flirt and i good on her for like being like was that supposed to be funny like yeah he's just such an abusive asshole like to text her like how many people can you make out with like how is that any of your business why would you care i like i have begged you to be my boyfriend for four fucking years and like why would you why would you let her let that get to you and like what what do you think you're doing yeah uh he's just such a silly bag he thinks he has such a hold on her that he can make her feel bad like that like yeah yeah and i was i really do hope she's telling the truth because if that's the truth like truly good for her yeah i agree i do think that this is why i know she does sleep with him again when taylor's pregnant but i do think adam getting with taylor and then also talking about like court and visitation is like when she really starts to turn Mm -hmm. because i think that this is the first time one i think like there's no hurt like seeing someone who won't be with you be in a relationship with someone else right yeah. like uh-huh. that is such a unique pain <laughs> yep <laughs> uh that like is soul crushing so i think she felt that but then i also think like for the first time she felt threatened about aubrey and was mm-hmm. like oh fuck now fuck now yeah i finally clicked in her that like okay now this is serious and i gotta prioritize yeah like i think as soon as he started being like visitation court she was like oh at this because this whole time she would always be like i'm just sad for aubrey i'm just sad for aubrey but really she was sad for herself and i think that this is genuinely the first time she's like oh i have to protect aubrey right good for her yeah all right let's talk about kale okay who javi is taking his air force entrance exam and I just, this whole two episodes, it's all I've been thinking about this season is how physically there's zero chemistry between Kale and Javi. Like nothing I've ever seen in my life. It's actually negative chemistry, I would say. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of this that feels very performative. Yes. On Kale's part. And we know on Javi's part because his whole life is a stage. And (laughs) Well, we know that's what Kale was doing. She like, thought that Javi was the answer to like her life problems and so she just pretended which is a lesson for you girlies if I have any 20 something listeners don't do that don't don't fall in love with the potentials ladies don't do it don't convince yourself that's what you need and like suppress all your emotions but yeah so I thought this really stuck out to me she calls him to leave a voice message and she goes hi Javi it's Kale and like I don't know there's just something like (laughs) so weirdly formal about it like Mm -hmm. he doesn't know your voice you have to identify yourself (laughs) (laughs) like this is someone you're marrying I don't know I just found it to be really weird I mean it is hobby he she might need to specify yeah that's that's really true (laughs) hobby passes she's really excited um and they have to get married in a few months so that they can take advantage of all their military benefits which you know what like yeah do it like if that's what like people give her so much shit about this where first of all joining the air force is 100 percent hobby's idea getting married was 100 percent hobby's idea but like kale at this point like yeah it makes sense if she if this is their plan 
right? Like if this is the plan, it makes sense for them to get married as soon as possible instead of putting it off a year so that she can get TRICARE. Right. And you guys want to live together, like all Mm -hmm. of you, you know, they're at that age where they think that, you know, the military is about to make their lives significantly easier. And, you know, honestly, I think for Javi, it probably did, but that's not the case for many people, but that's another conversation for many. Well, I think Javi kind of lucked out in that he's been able to live in Dover the entire time. Right. He's had one deployment, which was not to a war zone at all. Right. Like, I think he's had, I mean, I think he probably made the right choice with joining the air force and like getting the job that he did, whatever that is. Um, because as far as like military life his seems pretty fucking good yeah Javi is the example for which they try to lure people in honestly yes like you'll oh no we don't make you move (laughs) like (laughs) his life has been pretty good all things considered but like my thing is people are always like kale just wanted the benefits kale just wanted the benefits but like if you're in a relationship with someone you're already broken and so you're like desperate to be married and be with somebody right and they're Mm -hmm. like i'm gonna join the air force they're gonna pay me two thousand dollars a month that you will get to pay your bills and you'll get insurance right why wouldn't you be like yeah i want to take advantage of the benefits like he's offering them to me if anything it's it would be stupid not to (laughs) exactly uh, Gigi comes over and Kale is like explaining this and Kale goes, well, you know, if we get married, he gets $2,000 a month while he's away at basic. And Gigi goes, is this really worth $2,000? <laughs> Gigi from the jump was like, bitch, what are you doing? She was like dropping not so subtle hints of like, girl, let's really think about this. Can we come back down to earth and really talk this out please <laughs> yeah she goes so like what does your lawyer say and kale's like oh i haven't talked to joe or my lawyer and Gigi's basically like you're a dumb bitch like <laughs> oh my god like what do you mean you haven't talked to your lawyer you're about to marry someone in the military and y'all you're gonna have to move around yeah kale uh, another thing is like kale and Javi got so lucky that their deployment or their station was delaware right not texas california hawaii like they could have went so far away guam yeah Yeah. you never know oh they got so lucky um so kale's like well no i'm gonna like call my lawyer tomorrow (laughs) i've never spoken to a lawyer in my life (laughs) the way they like they have these casual relationships with their lawyers like they're a friend or an acquaintance. Kale recently was bragging that she has like three lawyers on retainer. And I'm like, you just sound stupid saying that. That's <laughs> not a flex girl. Like, do you like I believe that she has a business like attorney on a retainer? I could believe that. That reviews all yeah. her contracts. You know what I mean? Like yeah, absolutely. All of her brand deals, everything that she signs, like I'm sure at this point in her life goes through a lawyer. So that I believe, but like she's like my criminal attorney and my family law attorney i'm like why would you have them on retainer <laughs> right yeah this is not like diddy's lawyers this isn't like i have a team of people on staff to be yeah doing deals with me this is i am litigious and i uh, sue my cast members for bullshit when i think of somebody who has a criminal attorney on retainer <laughs> i think of like gang leaders yeah a mob boss yeah somebody that like 
once a month has to check in with their attorney. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, I was thinking maybe she paid, like, I don't know, $5,000 to a criminal attorney and the retainer didn't get used, the whole thing. So they're like, all right, do you want us to just keep it and we can, like, use it to pay if you have any balances in the next like two years but like the way she said it made it seem like she was paying like a monthly retainer for these three attorneys I'm like that just makes you sound like an idiot yeah what do you have a Rico case against you what are you talking about girl exactly (laughs) or like I don't know if you watch a good wife but like Lamont Bishop on the good wife like Mm -hmm. the biggest drug dealer in Chicago has his attorneys like that's like (laughs) what I think of oh my god it's just so stupid Okay, so yeah, we see Joe and Janet, and basically they're just kind of talking about how Joe is still like really hesitant around Kale because of the PFA. Which who can blame him? Of course, Joe would eat at the muscle maker grill. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think I too would be hesitant as someone that punched me and then got a restraining order against me. yeah for sure and then had the nerve to walk around and say i don't know how the physical fight started (laughs) (laughs) i'm still not over that joe having like the exact explanation of what happened and kale being like i'm not really sure like how it turned physical (laughs) (laughs) poor kale oh gosh she's such a mess okay so she calls her lawyer and she goes So we kind of have like a situation. My boyfriend's joining the military and like we're going to get married. And her lawyer, I thought her lawyer seems pretty good. She was really calm. She was like, it's honestly not really a big deal. Like as long as you're moving for a reason and not like just to move. But like if you're moving because your husband is in the military like, yeah, you'll probably be able to do that. And I think she was right with that. Like, Kale was, at that point in time, Kale was the primary caregiver, right? She had right. 85% of the custody. I think that most judges are hesitant to, like, punish someone that's in the military. Yeah, you're moving for, yeah, military reasons, employment reasons, bettering your life, I think the attorney said. Yeah. So, yeah, it all seemed like it would be in her favor. Yeah, Kale was relieved and she's like, okay, so we should we file something? Her lawyer's like, well, do you have moving orders? And she's like, no. And she goes, then no. <laughs> she also asked her if she needs to, if, if there's like a legal reason that she has to tell Joe if she's getting married. Yeah, she said, is before. there a law? <laughs> <laughs> okay, which by the way, I was thinking and like, it is kind of crazy that you can have a child with someone and they can get married and never tell you that they're married. Yeah. Like, I yeah. don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. It's just kind of wild to think about. It's true. It's true. Um, does she have bottom braces at this point? Um, I'm not sure, but maybe. Okay. There are a lot of braces happening in this episode. A lot of braces. This is a brace face <laughs> episode. Isaac is also so fucking cute. Okay, Isaac is the cutest cutie patootie. He Uh, is already being his sweet sense of self. Him mm -hmm. walking around with that little Woody doll from Toy Story and the Woody hat is so funny. (laughs) When she's on the phone with her lawyer, she she turns to Isaac and looks at him as he falls off the couch directly onto the Rottweiler. (laughs) Okay, I was hoping you noticed his, like, head 
dive right into that. And you can see Kale's eyebrows like kind of raised to see what the dog is going to do. The dog doesn't flinch. I'm like, oh my God, that's the cutest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Literally doing a backflip into that poor dog. (laughs) The dog does not flinch. Yeah. Fair. (laughs) That was the dog that died like a couple years ago on the show. She had that dog for a long time. Oh, was that? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That was fair. Oh, that's a good puppy. Yeah, but I was like actually very impressed with him. Yeah. <laughs> he let Isaac just like truly drop his head onto him. <laughs> They're great dogs for uh for children. Oh my gosh, so <laughs> cute. Uh so Hobby comes home and Kale is I've never seen her act like this. It looks so fake. Oh my god. And I didn't realize how much taller she is than him. Yeah, she Babe. Okay. I'm trying to check. When I watch their scenes, I'm trying to, like, check biases here. Like, do I think that they don't have a physical chemistry? Because I think that Kale is a lot physically bigger than him, like, in stature. Like, I'm trying, like, and I kind of think that might be part of it. Like, if I'm being totally honest about, like, my biases about physical looks and relationships. But also, Kale's just being weird as fuck. Because I feel like she had chemistry with Joe. Yeah, but I think now she's got way more chemistry with Javi than she ever did with Joe. Yes, I agree. When they're flirting, like when he brought her lunch at the office in that one episode. and Yeah. She was, yeah. But in this, she's like, babe, you're home. <laughs> and she like gets up and like, I there's just something very funny about watching Kale like pretend to be loose and fancy free because she's so not right right. she's so wound tight that it's hard to just see her be like oh like lovey-dovey and i will give her credit because she's trying and that's what kind of makes this very sad to me is that like i don't think kale really loved javi but i think she and that's why when people are like so why did she marry him i'm like because she wanted to love him like she wanted this this man came into her life was fucking so good with isaac was like really obsessed with her was like offering her the world wanted to give her everything that she wanted his family was really open with her like i totally see why she was like if i just try hard enough this will work and you can see her in these episodes she's trying and it's so unnatural yeah i mean who amongst us haven't been in a relationship where like i don't know if this is like feeling like it should feel but it's also i mean not just a relationship a million things in our life we do this with we do this with friends jobs where you're like i hate this but like this is supposed to be the job that i want that i've worked hard for and like what do i do now like i i have to pretend like i like this like it's a natural human thing to like look at something that's good on paper and like force yourself to like it and not fucking like it yeah I mean you also have to put in mind that she's like got a kid you know and I think she I would imagine you probably think that your prospects have lowered a lot so if there's a guy who's like oh he's he wants to play with your son and he's involved and he like wants to do all these things and he's like committed to a future together like you would do you would take it too most people would yeah absolutely uh so they're like jumping around and happy and Javi is being really cute he's like I'm just so happy to be with my family he's like it's you and Isaac and Honey and Bear and that's our family and like Kale gets a smile on her face that is genuine and it's like that's why she's trying because nobody in her life has ever said that to her a thousand percent 
And like, I talk about this in like every episode I've covered that she's always saying to Joe, I'm so worried that Isaac is going to like you better (laughs) because you have, and like want to spend time with you more because you have a family and so many people over there and he's so happy over there. And it's just me and him here. And like all Mm -hmm. Kale has ever wanted is a family. And so finally hearing a man that's not just like, yeah, like one day we'll be together, but being like, you are my family. Your son is my family. Our dogs are our children. I fucking love you. And I'm planning a future for us. Like that was probably, and she, I bet a part of her like hated herself for not loving him that way. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. 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 God, Kale made so many mistakes. I know. (laughs) So many mistakes. Okay. So in the second episode, they, Javi is planning the proposal. I didn't realize this is kind of a, a, Pennsylvania specific fact but they go to a restaurant at Lake Wallanapaka and I was like and apparently Kale grew up in the Poconos which is like very stunning to me um I was really surprised to hear that but that's like where I went to sleepaway camp in the Poconos and we went to Lake Wallanapaka to go water skiing uh so he goes to they go to a restaurant and he gives the hostess like a little slip of paper he's in a suit he has Isaac in a little suit (laughs) matching matching little outfits they were both wearing blue shirts and vests and black pants I mean, so cute how do you not like want to be with someone who treats your son that way that he would even think of that like come on panty it's not, proper it's not that he even you're so right that he thinks about it it's not that he's even good with isaac because a lot of kids are people are good with kids you know what yeah. i mean it's the fact that like Isaac like that he's planning your proposal and he's like how do I make sure Isaac is a hundred percent involved in this I'm I'm gonna gonna go get get him a matching suit yeah I'm gonna get him flowers to give you like there's Javi for all of his issues he is really good at being a dad as far as we can see and he's really good I was he's just really good at like being like this is my son and I can mm-hmm. see why for Kale, who is like, even though Joe was very involved, I can see why for Kale, who's so desperate for a family, like for a man that comes in is not just like, I love you, but it's like, Isaac is my son and I'm going to a hundred percent incorporate him into everything we do. Like, yeah, that's really nice. <laughs> for sure. And honestly, his proposal was really sweet too. And he was like, this is where you grew up and we don't have any memories here together. But I figured if I propose to you where, you know, somewhere familiar that, you know, that I can have a memory here with you too. And like, damn, where the hell did you find that, bro? There's a funny moment where right before she comes down, uh, Javi opens the ring box. He's like, look what I got money. Mommy and Isaac, like, like only a true child can like go to grab the ring, like so quickly. And Javi's like, no, no, no. Yep. (laughs) He really went for it. It was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm definitely going to take that right now. It's just <laughs> such like only a three-year-old can do that, you know, like right. so quickly too. He's like, fuck, fuck, no. <laughs> I do want to talk about Kale's outfit where she shows up because it's so, what year is this? Like 2013. This is so 2012, 2013. She's wearing like a white short, like a mm-hmm. business casual top, a light yeah. summer scarf. Yep. <laughs> A cute little blouse. Um, 
yeah like definitely something you would wear on a casual friday and yet here she is 20 years old chelsea Uh, was also in a business professional outfit when she went for her birthday dinner she was in like like a blouse a a pink blazer yeah (laughs) oh my god that look the chokehold that like business casual chic had on all of us like i walk around with like a like knee-length skirts pencil skirts all the time yeah yeah Oh my god. I like I'm laughing about it, but like I would have worn that outfit Kale was wearing, I think. Oh yeah, for sure. She looked cute for the time. I remember really like trying <laughs> to do like I really wanted like shorts and a, a summer scarf like Kale was wearing to work and it just never mm-hmm. really worked for me. Oh, I was good for I was good I was a scarf girl in a, in the friend group. I actually I really just bought that. some neck scarves because I really want to start wearing like neck scarves. Oh, like like a Gucci style? Uh-huh. Like, like yeah, I bought knockoff Hermes ones on AliExpress. Oh, cute. Okay, I love that for you. You love to send pictures. Um, I, I remember once I was still drunk when I was like getting ready for school in college, and I was really into weeds, and I really wanted to dress like Nancy Botwin, mm-hmm. and I put on like a pair of cowboy boots, like jean shorts, like a t-shirt, <laughs> and like this vest thing, and I remember like being in the school bathroom and like looking at myself in the full length mirror and being like what the fuck am I wearing (laughs) none of us will be Nancy Botwin and we all need to make peace with that first of all I had about 25 to 30 pounds on Nancy Botwin so I mean we all do (laughs) the chic little like I'm a boho chicky that she was doing just was never gonna work on me ever right (laughs) (laughs) that careless like thing that she did I just remember being like this isn't cute <laughs> yeah can't do it can't do it but That's so really clear way being like this is nancy Batwin. <laughs> <laughs> i love when isaac yelled um i got you flowers oh yeah. so cute and sweet Aww. oh my god uh okay so yeah javi proposes in that cute way and kale is ooh, blank face <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because she's been saying these whole two episodes, like, yeah, I know we're going to get married, but I still really want the proposal. I want the ring. I want the traditional stuff. And then she gets it. And it's like, cool. I wonder if she was like, this didn't make me feel the way I thought it would. (laughs) You can see it. You can see it. (laughs) (laughs) That's like also very classic 20, 21 year old thing where you're like, just so sure if you get like this traditional thing that society tells you when you'll be so happy. And then in the moment you're like, fuck, I've made a huge mistake. Yeah, truly. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And Javi goes, are you so happy? She goes, "Uh, I'm in shock. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) at least you're being honest oh my god uh then we get a scene of kale oh well first javi and uh kale go out like to get their marriage certificate there is a moment in which javi says her ring is like britney spears and kale goes i don't think so (laughs) she's like yeah it's like a third of the size yeah she goes that was three carats he goes it's a third of it how did he even know i think because they were talking about britney spears in vegas um they they were like gonna get married at the place that britney got married gotcha was britney like was kale a britney stan or something (laughs) like she would be was javi a britney stan probably 
that actually makes more sense it makes a lot more sense because you know javi stands drake and like went to multiple drake shows like javi's a stan at heart yeah (laughs) and yeah of course of course javi loves drake right drake was invented in a lab for javi for javi and for carl radke from summer house who's also a big drake fan yeah oh my gosh i did see a funny tweet maybe you retweeted it that was like never forget that aubrey graham's greatest role is playing drake (laughs) (laughs) they're right i didn't see that that's that's absolutely true though like it was like aubrey graham is an actor and his most successful role to date is drake and i was like (laughs) fuck and now we said it It was after his he came out with his new haircut the other day with the extensions liz i stared at that haircut the back of his head for 30 seconds being like where where am i what am i is that a wig do you think i don't know extensions (laughs) oh no it's not good though it's not good i've been watching a lot of wig installs on tiktok and so i was like zooming in to see if i could see that (laughs) people did say that maybe he had a frontal in when he had his uh his dread not um his cornrow era recently oh i think he definitely did i don't think he got his hair that long yeah yeah so oh that's so funny (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh i love a wig install video by the way (laughs) uh some of them are like people are just very good at doing it dude it's not easy no it's not easy to do no and they take these shitty 30 dollar wigs and make them look so good so good i just saw one girl who like did one with a really cute curly one she got from amazon like bitch you did that people are artists they truly are um okay so they she goes out to hibachi with Gigi and isaac and it's just a cute moment in which she's like isaac look and you know the table lights on fire and isaac goes "Ah!" (laughs) he's thrilled by it which is so fun because you never know if i remember as a child crying the first time yeah the fire went up but isaac was like yes (laughs) yeah that's really a gamble yeah and Gigi was like you need to tell joe you dumb bitch (laughs) And she's just, just full on the like you're a dumb bitch train. Kim was basically like, I'm definitely gonna tell him, but I'm not gonna tell him until the very last moment when I've also married him, uh, Javi, and we're gonna move. So that's my what I decided, and that's what we're gonna do. You know, Thank I you. think she was right when she said telling him I'm married is gonna be like the least like big of an issue of this she's like he's gonna be like okay cool and i was like yeah he probably will say that like she really had his reaction nailed for that Mm -hmm. (laughs) totally yep all right let's go down to west virginia and then myrtle beach to yeah who can i tell you something Uh uh-huh I recently, I noticed that they went to North Myrtle Beach, and I don't know if you saw this video on TikTok, but this girl, woman had gone on a girl's trip to, okay, so apparently North Myrtle Beach is, like, not the place to go, Okay. and um, in North Myrtle Beach is, like, a big, like, huge timeshare-style resort like we're talking thousands of Mm -hmm. units right Mm -hmm. and uh many of the units need deep uh frankly a lot of those buildings need to just be torn down and so they 
I think there's maybe like one or two buildings of the like 11 that are actually renovated. So this woman said, this was in the caption, the second room, because they weren't satisfied with the first room. The second room was, I have never seen anything like it. We're talking mold all over the walls, all over the bedding, all over. There was a mini fridge that had the mold on the back of it. There, like all over the furniture, that nothing had been cleaned. The beds weren't even made. It was the most disgusting room I had ever seen. <laughs> and that really painted this whole picture for me because I think it may have been the same uh, company. Yeah, because really they were staying in like a condo. Yeah. Oh, that's tough. That's oh, really tough. real oh, Okay, so she's doing a drop-off with Corey, and it's the first time she's seen him post-child support, and he gives her the check, and he's like, so, what the fuck, dude? Like, we agreed on the extra 100, now it's an extra 300, and Lee goes, it's not my fault we brought the lawyers into it, and I'm like, well, I mean, it kind of is your fault. Like, it's fine that you asked for that money, like, I don't care, but, like, it kind of, like, you agreed to it with your lawyer, (laughs) Yeah, I was kind of on the fence about this because I never want to see a father complaining about giving his children money. Agreed. Um, But, and I think at some point he did say, like, you make three times as much per month than I do, but... Yes. Which, like, I also don't give a shit about, but um, there did seem to be, like, a, oh, I kind of oops my way into the situation, sorry. Here's the the thing. I don't care that Corey has to pay $800 a month in child support, right? Like, that's not the issue. But I do understand if I was Corey, Leah calls me from the 500. We agree to 600. Everything is easy breezy. We are getting along. Like, we came to this. You're feeling proud of yourself for coming to this without the lawyer involvement. Like, everything is groovy. You get to court that day expecting to sign the paper that says $600. And your attorney comes up to you and is like, they're not going to settle for anything like less than $800. And you're like, uh, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like that <laughs> I think is fair, right? Like yeah. that's that I get, I don't, I don't care that he's like paying $800, but I can understand why he's mad that he was blindsided. Right. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, so they start fighting in a way that we haven't seen Leah and Corey fight in a while. Um, yeah. It was like a real, real fight. So basically, Leah's like, you know, I pay for everything with them. I drop them off of your house and you play with them. I have to feed them. And Corey's like, they don't eat from Friday to Monday? Like, that would set, that's what set him off. She, he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> She's like, for Monday morning. Yeah. Okay. and she says you don't have to do half of anything um and at the same time when leah's going on about like you don't do you're not there for this this and this i think Corey's like yeah because like this is the schedule you let me have (laughs) so and i'm actually working yeah so that's that's what Corey says he says you know well i'm working to support them and then this is where things really go south and he's like and now you've got your hands in the back of my pocket to get the extra 300 there is a point in which leah goes an extra 400 and Corey goes 300 basically because right. i think leah doesn't know how the difference between 500 and 800 <laughs> of course no why would she why start now you know they start fighting i literally couldn't understand what they were saying because every single word was bleeped <laughs> me either like <laughs> I was like, huh? 
<laughs> it was, and then bleep, and then bleep, 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 you bleep, you bleep, like, it was crazy. I'm like, first of all, Paramount Plus, which I watch this on, give us the fucking unedited versions. Yeah, for real. Who for gives a real. fuck? Yeah. This is a streaming service. Give me that shit. Like, take those bleeps off. I want to hear what they're saying. No, I'm with you. Like, once we take it to streaming, like, yeah, let the chopper spray. Yeah. Well, I, this, I haven't been watching, but like this season on Amazon for Tia Mom Young and Pregnant, they weren't bleeping it. I heard you say that. I'm excited. You don't watch uh, Teen Mom, do you? No, they don't bleep though, right? Because they don't, well, they're, and they don't bleep Teen Mom in Europe because people will post like the unbleep versions. Yeah. Ugh, I'm so jealous. I, <laughs> What was I watching? Oh, I remember like back in the day when This American Life was like still primarily a radio show because This American Life is not a podcast. It's a radio show. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember they announced and like took a vote if they were going to start doing unbleeped versions on the podcast stream. And it was, yeah, (laughs) I remember being like fucking hyped. I was like, yes. (laughs) And that's how I feel for Teen Mom. Agreed. Okay, so they're going back and forth, and this is when Corey says, you know, you and Jeremy make triple what I do, which, look, it's not Jeremy's responsibility to pay for those girls, right? Like, it's not. But but I can understand, like, just, like I said, I don't care that Corey has to pay $100, but I can understand how it's frustrating when your wife and her husband, who makes significantly more money than you do, come at you for money yeah and you're like trying to make ends meet and now yeah yeah and you're like why like you don't actually need it and i like i can understand the feeling of leah being like it's the principle and Corey being like but it's the practical you know what i mean like that's what they're fighting over here like the principle of it which leah thinks that he should be paying his fair share which i agree with but i i can have an maybe not empathy i have an understanding of the practical feeling that Corey's feeling yeah yeah and like 300 dollars, an extra 300 bucks a month is definitely nothing to sniff at like that's yeah. significant for a lot yeah. of people so, yeah i i, I get that. i mean his more like they they live in a low-cost living area an extra 300 dollars is probably like half of his mortgage yeah yeah i bet his mortgage is like six to eight hundred dollars a month you know what right. i mean like so it's a significant amount and then leah goes you know everyone said it isn't fair it isn't fair what you were paying a man has to pay child support and Corey's like i fucking pay child support right. that's never been the issue and i think another issue is that like since she's gotten back with jeremy i've been noticing this she's really been saying stuff to Corey, implying that he's like not a full-time dad mm. and he like she did it last week when she was like Jeremy's going to be the father figure when you're not around. Which, which like, is funny because like five minutes into their relationship, that was the entirety of her issue with him. Yes. That he's never around. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, and also like the, when she says when you're not around makes it sound like there's a choice of Corey not being there. Right. Corey's around. Right. He, <laughs> Corey's yeah. down the street at his home. Yeah. Or where the girls the go every weekend. Out right right yeah so there's just like a wording of it that's like when you're not around it's like well I'm always around I just don't get to see the girls like and that's not by my choice and I think that's a lot of it is that like I think Corey's feeling like 
a lot of this is not my choice and Lee is mm-hmm. making it like I'm actively choosing not to be around right how old are they at this point Leah's like 19 I think Corey's like 22 okay, okay. or 23 he's two or three years older than her okay okay um yeah, that makes sense. and like I would explode if and this is also another thing. It's Leah being a bullshitter where she's not fucking taking responsibility for anything. Like she's pretending like she had no idea that they would get to 800. She's saying like, well, everybody else said it wasn't fair what you were paying. And then a man should pay child support. Like if I was Corey, that would set me off too. Because it's like, you know, I pay child support. You know, I support those girls. So what are you, why are you talking this way? Right. And why are you involving anybody, everybody else in your opinion on the matter? Because like, yeah. clearly this is not you. This is you responding to everybody else getting in your ear. Yeah. Corey's like, you know, I just don't get it. I'm working as much as I can. And Leah's like, right. That's why I tried working things out with you without going to court. And I'm just confused because I'm like, they did work things out without going to court. Right. So why did we, how did we get here? Yeah. And like, look, Leah's lawyer is right. Like according to Leah's lawyer, Leah was entitled to $1,200. So $800 is a fair compromise. Like, but there's just the lack of ownership. And that's a classic Leah thing, right? Where she kind of acts like she fell in, she just fell into every situation she's in. She's a Mary Sue in her head. Like Uh, she's (laughs) never done anything wrong. And if she did, she has an explanation for why she actually wasn't wrong. Right. Yep. And that would drive me fucking insane. There's like very few things in this world that are more frustrating to me than that. Well, yeah. And especially, like I said, when it's, probably being mostly like she's probably mostly doing this based on other people's opinions and it's like i can't win this battle because you have just decided to listen to other people and it's like it's pointless and it's really fucking frustrating yeah absolutely okay so we're back at leah's house and dawn comes over to talk about wedding stuff and leah's like well you know i reached out to my bio dad which by the way if you read leah's book leah's bio dad was not in her life after age of like five she visited him two times when he lived in florida i believe one of the times he beat the shit out of her um it's like he's like really bad like really really bad um and i'm not blaming leah for wanting to have a relationship with him i think that's very natural especially she's 19 at this point you know she's still very young but when she's like well you know you like wasn't really around like he was not around (laughs) do you think that he's back because of mtv yeah maybe something about this is very performative this is season four yeah and he's just starting to call like i don't know yeah i really don't know it's i think that yeah it's very it's very weird that he's like suddenly agreeing to come around and I wouldn't be surprised if it was MTV based. Mm-hmm. It would make sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he's also just very performative in a way that a, 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 a absentee Debbie father is. is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ain't nothing gonna keep me away from those girls. Right. <laughs> it's like uh, you look at your watch and you're like, it's been two years already. <laughs> yeah. Have you been? You probably don't even know the names of those children of my girls. So, okay. Exactly. Dawn, I noticed, looked extremely blank faced in this scene. Like there was nothing behind those eyes. Yeah. Do you think it's just because she was trying to keep it together or just like wasn't feeling anything? I honestly don't know. Dawn's a real enigma to me. (laughs) It really is. 
<laughs> she really is. Um, so yeah, I mean, she, I don't know. It seemed like maybe she was just trying to be nice to Leah and be like, you know, your stepdaddy has never said a, an unkind word about your daddy. So I, yeah. you know, I don't know. Yeah, because Leah wants her dad and Lee, her stepdad, to walk her down the aisle. And she's like, do you think Lee's going to be mad? And Dawn's like, well, I mean, I don't know. You know, he's always considered you, all three of my kids, his kids. He's been around since you were five. Uh, he has like never, but she's like, but he's never stopped you from trying to have a relationship with your dad. He's never said a bad word about your dad. Um, I was surprised in Leah's book. She mentioned that her and Lee never got along. I was like really surprised by that because that's not the impression they give on the show at all. Yeah. Yeah. He seems very protective of her in a way that like you wouldn't expect if they didn't really get along with each other. Yeah. It's very weird. But, you know, Dawn's like, but it's your wedding. Just talk to Lee. And Dawn is like, you know, I'm just worried that he's going to like walk into your life and then walk right out again. And mm-hmm. with your kids around, that's even worse. Yep. Uh, so Leah goes and talks to Lee and I thought Lee was very kind in this scene I agree he was he was really nice about it um you know it, I love a well I can't I shouldn't say that I love a, an emotionless man but you know there's something heartwarming about a guy who's trying yeah he's not I don't think Lee's emotionless I think Lee though <laughs> is controlled with his emotions yeah I think yeah. he was really kind with the like it's your wedding and and it wasn't like it's your wedding do what you want it was like it's your wedding I'll support whatever you want exactly and I think there's a big difference between those two phrases you know like I mean and also did he walk her down the aisle during her first wedding? I believe so yes okay well you know at yeah, this point he's, he's probably like I already had my moment exactly so. <laughs> he does have some good points where he's like do you think it's gonna be kind of awkward like you don't even know this man. yeah have you thought about this at all leah points were made when he's like you just want him to like pop up and walk you down the aisle right weird and leah's like you know i just i think every kid whose dad wasn't around like wants them to be around and lee is seems really understanding about that and he just has the same concerns as dawn that lee's that gary's gonna come into their life fuck shit up and then leave mm-hmm. leave her like will smith standing in that empty room uh so leah calls her dad and asks him to come to the wedding and he says yeah and he's like she's like this is a first step and he's like she's like and then you can have a relationship with my girls and he's like ain't nothing gonna stand in the way with that and i'm like those girls are three sir like what are you talking about (laughs) do you even know that they're twins like like come on don't play me there's nothing worse than a deputy dad it's so annoying just everything about them is so annoying it's like they're so it's so everything is so ego driven Mm -hmm. it's like you're trying to get ahead of like your clear lack of presence in this child's life by being like overly doting overly like whatever and it's just so like gross yes and this is also like i think an interesting contrast to what's going on with Corey where she's like acting like Corey's and supporting his girls but like she doesn't even know her dad right right oh gosh okay so in the second episode the wedding is coming up and leah's dad is over she hasn't seen him since she was 13 years old which if i remember correctly (laughs) in the book she around her 13th birthday has sex with a neighbor and Mm -hmm. 
doesn't know like any biology facts except that like you get pregnant when you have sex and they didn't use a condom and she was in Florida and she convinced herself she was pregnant and called her mom and told her and her mom drove from Florida or to West Virginia to Florida like that moment and made her take a test oh my god Leah had a hysterical pregnancy is yeah. what I'm hearing basically basically <laughs> Leah like knew her mom got pregnant when she was 15 and I think just like didn't have any concept of like what <clears throat> it actually means to be pregnant right oh, my god. oh gosh so that her I dad, believe was the last time she was there her dad in that red tap out shirt really just did a lot of things for me Leah's first of all Leah's dad is a drug addict and according to Leah not in her book but in interviews that she gave after her book where she tells the truth about everything in her life and then gives interviews completely contradicting everything in her book (laughs) um you know as one does she does say like her when her bio dad was around is when like things were really spinning out of control and I guess they let her dad live with them for a little while and they were using together and she used heroin with her dad like that's where she like used heroin a few times it was with her dad and so I'm like on high alert watching these two together. I'm like, yeah. is she already using with him here? Yeah, something about his presence in that house just seems very sinister. Mm-hmm. And it he did have like a shiftiness. Like I don't something about it just like was it wasn't just awkward. It was just dark. There was I mean, a darkness look, to it. We know that Leah's no strange, not afraid of letting strange men around her children, unfortunately. <laughs> no qualms. <laughs> we know that she is no stranger danger in regards to that. But like mm-hmm. that man is a stranger and she has him in her home. Yeah. With her minor girls is. Her girls that can barely speak yet. Like yeah. it's really scary. Um, so they're like cooking and they're kind of talking around and Leah's like well you know it's been really hard and he gives a classic classic Debbie dad answer which he says it's been hard for me too but you know you just have to understand my situation no I don't daddy no I don't daddy no I fucking don't (laughs) (laughs) that's not that's not for me to understand right gosh so this is she calls jeremy and she's high as fuck in this scene she's so high she's like i'm I'm not gonna see you tonight she's like laying on her bed (laughs) she cannot keep her eyes open and i really was trying to give her the benefit of the doubt because she has some fucking eyelashes on here she has some thick ass Mm -hmm. eyelashes and i'm like is this her eyelashes that she just can't keep open but she's slurring too i feel like i can always tell leah's high when i can see her thinking what she's like trying to say because yeah yeah leah's not that smart but like she can have a normal conversation you know like that scene with Corey when she's fighting with him like she's not thinking about what she's saying she's just fighting with him but like on the phone with jeremy you can see her like it's like she's looking up into her head to pull each word out (laughs) yeah like like there's a definite lapse yes uh, so Dawn is driving down with Lee and the girls and Dawn comes over and <laughs> did you notice her necklace? How could I have not noticed that necklace? <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible. It is a silver choker kind of, but like a thick plate choker. How would it's, you describe that? It's like a statement choker. Like it's definitely saying a lot of things. And like her t-shirt. It's so funny. It's so funny. I'm I 
Dawn is one of the funniest characters on TV for me. <laughs> you wore this for a road trip? <laughs> she said, like, well, I'm wearing it to the wedding. <laughs> it was literally like a silver medal on her neck. Oh my God, it was so funny. So <laughs> Leah's showing off her dress and she goes, it's so different than my last wedding. And I'm like, is it? <laughs> I think I just- you wore a tube top dress with a, like, a fluffy skirt in both weddings I don't think it's that different you know I don't want to bring up my last wedding but I just wanted it to be totally different like girl it was six weeks ago (laughs) 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 okay oh my god she kept like asking the girls if they wanted to see her try on the dress and the girls are trying to get into the bedroom with her she's like the girls are two and a half years old they don't they don't know what you mean when you say that (laughs) no concept for this what you're not gonna have a moment with them it's just gonna be mommy coming out of the bedroom (laughs) like they don't give a fuck about you know what's crazy to think about so the girls i believe are like two and a half in this um Mm -hmm. it's crazy 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 to think that Leah those girls were like one when Leah got married to Corey like she those girls were I believe big enough to walk in Leah's first wedding and now Mm -hmm. she's already having a second wedding they can't really talk yet (laughs) god bless her real hot girl shit that's like wild to think about (laughs) like yeah we know it's a short amount of time but when you really think about it in the context of the girls yeah a really short amount of time right like they should be hitting milestone after milestone and yet yeah they haven't even gone well, from one to the other. think about it she was married to her for six months she got with jeremy a month later and then they were getting married within like five months out. it's been a year since her first wedding wild <laughs> so crazy it's just so crazy okay so they're in myrtle beach and leah and jeremy together and leah looks so bad real bad well she's not wearing makeup which is jarring yeah but they're like i don't i'm not saying that like leah not wearing makeup looks bad but in the first few seasons leah's like always in makeup on camera she always like has a cute little outfit on she's got her little jeans tucked into her uggs and a little victoria's secret pink shirt like she's always trying and so when leah's not trying it's very jarring yeah very because she looks real different like she looks so much younger but also yeah so young and she's like jeremy i'll put you through hell (laughs) you're 19 why are you talking like this (laughs) oh my gosh uh it's pouring rain when they have the wedding and i totally forgot about this that we see leah's family members dancing down like a fucking soul train line one of them was doing the roger rabbit backwards i (laughs) i looked up because you know like i don't always see visually everything on the show when you're taking notes right like you visually miss things i look up i gasped and i rewound (laughs) because i was like did i just see what i think i saw it's like a like a second line down in new orleans where everybody's like having a blast you know what like good for them they're having fucking fun but it was very funny because this is the height of flash mob weddings i think right like really like we're gonna put this on youtube later chris brown dance the forever (laughs) dance oh my god please don't we gotta move on i can't i can't go back to that time i can never go back to that. such a dark 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 time (laughs) 
Jeremy was dressed like uh like an old boy band member. Okay, I said this is Jeremy in his peak boy band, that necklace. He has like a, <laughs> a cross, but like on a string choker, like a yeah. thick, a thick, like black yarn string choker yeah. that like is it's so travel. It's travel. I don't know oh what's traveling from, but it's travel. Um he, <laughs> he looked great. The like short sleeve white button down. Mm. and why did they go all the way down to myrtle beach to have this at a park this was a state park yeah i that had like had sand in front of the river this was they were not on the beach no 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 which we knew they wouldn't be because when they called the wedding planner she said my husband and i have built a beautiful a beautiful little scene that looks like the beach (laughs) (laughs) does it no 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 they were fully in a park a hundred percent i will say it was very cute when leah was like in the car watching them dance dance on the aisle she was so hyped she was like yes screaming it's like you know what it's like it's it's funny and i'm shitting on it and making fun of it but at the same time like they all seem to be genuinely having fun including leah where it's like okay good for you yeah if you like it i love it for sure I'm not going to yuck your yum, as they would say. Those poor girls were soaking wet. It is insane that there was no covered option for this. Not even, it didn't even seem like they were under an umbrella. Like, their hair was dripping. Those poor things. Because there was no, like, because they were at a park. You know, like, usually when you have a venue, an outside venue, there isn't rain alternative. We should have the girls' and, like, Meemaw sitting in the back of a limo while yeah. this happened <clears throat> yeah. like and it's like thundering <laughs> like it's like a storm like yeah. it's not yeah. drizzling they are in a downpour no, it is fully raining there wasn't a gazebo in that park they could stand under <laughs> I don't know. they didn't rent a gazebo is that usually how you rent park space i i would think i'm not sure you know that kate and tyler are kate and tyler are always renting those gazebos for their parties <laughs> they love the gazebo it's the height of luxury for them and i love that for them yeah like oh my god it's pouring rain leah's dad and leah's dad's wearing a cowboy hat and lee walker down the aisle lee has the thoughtfulness at least to put an umbrella over her head and that to me kind of shows the difference between the set that that's around and that deadbeat daddy of hers that she doesn't know yeah he was like he was peacocking down that aisle with that hideous cowboy hat like the Brett Michaels collection cowboy hat with all the gems and jewels on the side. Like, yeah. That was, came straight from Party City. For sure. <laughs> and Lee looked nice and handsome and had a little umbrella with him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very uh, they funny. they do the exchange and there's a funny moment where they're doing like the sand, like the sand in the jar and the girls, <laughs> the twins come up to do it and Aaliyah screams, I want to pour it! Or, no, I want to dump it in! oh my god dump then, it in is the funniest fucking phrase that she could have possibly said <laughs> i want to dump it in into a little heart-shaped glass thing because <laughs> um. <laughs> first of all two and a half is too young to like participate in a wedding ceremony like that no especially something that looks like an arts and crafts project yeah like, no. no 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 you can have them no. walk down the aisle even stand up there with you but like to actually participate in like the sand of it all no yeah they're gonna yeah. scream they they uh, that's my turn it's my turn yeah this is a game to them and it yeah. should be 
Um, and then after that, she makes a run for the river, and Oreo has to like go after her. <laughs> it's so perfectly Leah. It's so funny. It really is. Uh. <laughs> so Mazel Tov to Leah and Jeremy for their really ugly and shitty wedding. I mean, at least you know what? At least he has this on Corey. At least he didn't wear a fucking camo hat in his wedding. <laughs> You know, I was I was thinking that like how did Leah get through these two weddings and not have a camo wedding dress? I it's you would think like the underskirt, you know, would be camo, yeah. like that she could Something. flip up. I yep. will say I actually think Jeremy minus like the boy band necklace looked pretty good in his outfit. Jeremy's not a bad looking guy. No, and I thought his like he he had like sometimes they can't figure out the men's outfits when it's not like a tux you know what Mm -hmm. I mean like people have a hard time with like casual dressy for men sometimes and I actually thought that he looked good yeah all things considered like we could have gotten a cargo short out of this and we didn't (laughs) well Jeremy's more Ed Hardy than uh camo I think that's true that is that is very true Jeremy loves an Ed Hardy shirt there's affliction jeans Good all right way. let's go to janelle who oh, thank god keeper is there and janelle lets it so that she's been oh. having fun with keeper and so am i janelle so am i well uh, she, she goes to lunch with court tori and she's like telling her about the fight and she's like you know it's not funny this is not funny there was a serious domestic violence incident but the way yes. that janelle describes things is so fucking funny yeah she has no idea how she comes off and it is like what it's very funny in her monotone she's like you know we got into an altercation and he ended up strangling me (laughs) what how do we go from point a to point b here babe Uh, yeah she says that tori's like well did you give the ring back and she goes no he took that off my finger before we got arrested i was like damn like, how does she find herself in these situations? Like, I would never. And not to blame her, like, I'm just confused how one's life goes this way. Because once <laughs> it starts, it's once it starts going that way, it's very hard to stop it from going that way. I guess. You are only around other people who go that way. And so it just keeps escalating. She really just thinks this is normal and it's wild. No, it's so bad. Um, She's like, they're talking about Kiefer and she goes, you know, I told Kiefer we just won't be together until he gets his shit together. And I'm like, girly. He's living in your house, Sam. Kiefer is so good at getting girls to let him live in their house. (laughs) The OG homosexual, Kiefer Delp. Kiefer has been homeless for like five years at this point of the show. He, yeah he's he's truly truly wild janelle's eyebrows are a thing of beauty okay everybody always says that janelle looks like diane downs which she does but it's you know kind of a dated played out joke at this point but like this is peak janelle with that chin sticking out her forehead looking so big her eyebrows at the worst janelle eyebrow possible oh my god <laughs> You know, they look like those, um, you know, when you play pinball and you have those things at the end to keep the uh, flappers, to keep the ball up. That's what they oh look my. like. <laughs> Thank God for microblading. She figured out her eyebrows for a while. <laughs> what happened to her J.E. Beauty brow kit? 
That's a great question. I believe they live covered in mold in her garage. <laughs> They've probably been shot and used for target practice by David at this point. Oh my god, absolutely. Um, so Tori's like, so y'all are together just like with no title. And Janelle's like, yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure, Tori. Yeah. We get a voiceover of Janelle going, Jace is with my mom. And I thought, where else would he be? <laughs> That's where he lives. I really forgot. Like, I'm not even sure that I've seen these episodes before. Cause I know that I like dipped in and out, but the there were just years of years. Janelle pretending like she wanted Jace and was actively trying to get him and not just like using this I want Jace back as a way to argue with her mother. It's so like when she's like, well, you know, like Jace has been busy with my mom. I'm like, because he lives at her house with her. Yeah. You don't have him. You've never had him overnight. <laughs> he's not with your mom he's at his house right Right. and the fact that she like fights so hard like okay it's really time for me to have jace back like you never had him to begin with yeah when jace is back it's very funny yeah it's very funny um okay so she goes she lets us know oh jace is with my mom she's going to meet with dustin and dustin is really surprised that she was charged um Something I'm confused about is that she said she had a Klonopin script, but she got charged with possession of a Klonopin. So that to that, I say, question mark, question mark. Yeah, his excuse was like, if they find a substance and they charge everybody in the house. Um, but yeah, I mean, if it if it was a script, it that seems like pretty easy to figure out. Yeah. And here's where I don't have a lot of empathy for Gary at all. Um, Gary is always like, you know, I got kicked out of the military. It's bullshit. I didn't actually hit her, but my lawyer told me to take the plea deal, blah, 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 blah. But like when you're in the military, you're not allowed to be at somebody's house where they have like an ounce of weed and a bong. And like, do I know a lot of military members do drugs? Yes, of course. I'm not saying that they don't. But like he made the active choice to be in a relationship with a drug addict, be around drugs all of the time, Mm -hmm. and to be in a relationship in which the cops were regularly called. And him wearing his his uniform to the courthouse like okay. really irked me. But well, we can I think get he had. I think he had to. I yeah, but just the fact that he has to is like yeah. so. Ick. He looks so different in his uniform than he does like in his. Yeah, regular. I didn't even recognize him. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. Um, so Dustin is like, you know, I think this is mm-hmm. bullshit. Basically, he he thinks that well he doesn't say the charges will be dropped but he thinks that she's a good case and janelle's like dustin said all my charges will be dropped i'm like i don't think he said that not at all not at all she's like he believes in me 100 percent. he thinks this is wrong they're gonna he's gonna throw the book at them and that's it at one point <laughs> i think she's having maybe a conversation with tori or something but um they're talking about the case and she goes do do you think that the judge can decide to uh make a different decision it's like girl that's what a judge is yeah she also (laughs) kind of thinks it's going to be gary versus janelle yeah like she doesn't seem to understand that both their cases are individual right because she's like they'll believe me over him and i'm like but if you go to trial it's not like gary's word versus your word it's like your word versus the prosecutor right yeah she needs to understand that like you need your whole shit thrown out yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, she says that Gary told the police that he was passed out and Janelle looked at his phone and saw he was texting girls. So she jumped on top of him while he was sleeping and attacked him, which I don't know, doesn't sound very true to Janelle to me. Like Janelle fights, but I don't think she fights like that. I think that her story of her and Gary being in a fight and like screaming at each other and her, she's hysterically crying and he's telling her to shut up and stop crying rings a lot more true for how we know about Janelle fighting. Mm-hmm. The problem for her is that she now has a history to where people can say that and it doesn't seem that far off. Yeah. I mean, oh God, Janelle. Oh, I just feel really sad sometimes when we talk about Janelle. Her life is very yeah. sad to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Barbara comes over with Jace to talk about the Dustin visit and Keeper is just in the bedroom playing PlayStation. <laughs> I was like, where's Keeper? Because he doesn't have a job. Like, I don't think he leaves the house. And then they just flash him. He's playing video games. Doesn't even come out to say hi to Barb at first. For like a while. You're com- like- you are comfortable living in your girlfriend's house when you do that. Exactly. Like, that is your home. <laughs> oh, gosh. So they're. Barbara's kind of like, so what's going on with Keeper? And Janelle's like, well, we're dating. And Barbara's like, so is he still getting high all the time? <laughs> is he still getting high and all that stuff? And Janelle's like, no, no, mom, <laughs> we're not getting high. And then Barbara being, you know, Barbara, the way that she enables is so wild because she goes from like telling Janelle she's a piece of shit and she'd kill herself essentially to then the next line being like, I think you and Keeper are really growing up. Right. <laughs> Right. like it doesn't the bar is truly in hell for barb like any little thing is like yeah you seem like you're going down a really good path it, like finally he comes out of the bedroom she's like i hope you're staying out of trouble kifa he's like well Whoa. first first we have to acknowledge that she went oh hi kifa <laughs> i love when barbara says oh hi kifa <laughs> she tells him that she hopes he's staying out of trouble and he says i have no pending charges and i plan on keeping it she goes good (laughs) barbara what you shouldn't be able to say that sentence Kiefer. that's the problem no and this is where like people can stop barb so much credit but like this is where i see enabling barb so much you know because like what she's like she knows Kiefer is such a piece of shit she lets Chanel lie to her face being like we're not getting high probably reeks of weed in there reeks and barbara's like great i think you guys are really growing up and it's like by what indication bitch yeah they think it doesn't smell in there because they blew it out the window yeah but Um, like yes yeah so then he's janelle's like he got his ged and barb goes that's so great did you get that in jail (laughs) with like with no irony no sense like she said that no and they're like having this great conversation everybody's happy she's getting up to leave and keeper goes this is the best talk we've ever had and she goes he goes let's have a group hug and she goes Kiva, what's up with you what's up with this shit are you doing the yoga now <laughs> doing the yoga <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but like the worst part is that barb is like truly entertained and laughing <laughs> no she's loving it she's like so charmed by him she's like kifa like, uh, what's that who's this kifa i can't like it does, it takes nothing nothing it's, nothing. it's incredible 
it's so wild to watch because like literally in the next scene she'll be like i want kiefer to die right like, i think life will be better if kiefer is dead like... <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh okay so they're going to court uh janelle is actually in like a kind of cute court outfit for her i was proud of her she looks pretty they're, good they're wearing magic black tops yeah so Kiefer goes with her, court gets continued, and Kiefer is being so fucking funny in this scene. Kiefer's such a bad person, but so fucking funny because he's so stupid. Hilarious. So like, he is yeah. a brain full of shrimp, that boy. <laughs> they're sitting out on the courthouse stairs, and Kiefer's like, and Janelle's like, did you even see him? Like, I didn't see him. And Kiefer goes, uh, yeah, I saw him. I was staring at him. And everybody saw me staring at him. I took 12 steps towards him, staring at him. Like, what are you, a 12-year-old girl? Like, what are you talking about? And everybody saw it. And they knew what that meant. He goes, okay. you know, he's like, we might, he, he said, I wanted to say to him, we're both going to be in Brunswick County later, so let's go out in the woods and fight. And I'm like, but you didn't say that to him. In the, right. And he's acting like, yeah, I did that. Like, alpha male shit. Like, That's you didn't say any of it. He's not even, like, hypothetically <laughs> speaking, he's acting like this happened. Yeah. This is what I was going to do, babe. You hear me? Yeah. Gary was there with all his <laughs> military people because I think he's, like, in like military jail at this point basically too because once mm-hmm. you're like once that shit happens like janelle said he got bailed out by his commander <laughs> like right then i think they take him and he's probably not allowed to leave base like i think there's there's a process you know what i mean uh-huh he's there in his marine outfit like i said i'm it actually is wild how much I will say how much cuter he looked in his outfit, even though I'm not somebody that's attracted to soldiers. But I think his regular style is so fucking bad that I'm like, oh, in a shirt and pants that fit, he looks nice. Right. <laughs> He's not Major. in a big YOLO like tank top. Right. <laughs> exactly. So Gary just like hustles past them. He's with a woman that I guess is his attorney. Like he's with military people. You know what I like? Mm-hmm. He's with his his bosses but not just like the people who are in charge of his life essentially like, yeah they clearly told him just make a beeline for the car don't look at the cameras like he's oh, trying they probably to told him he's not them. allowed to be on camera would be my yeah, guess like don't I'm don't sure. try and interact with mtv like and keeper yeah. so he walks past and keeper's like there's gary there's gary there's gary and Joe's kind of like whatever and then keeper yells out fucking f slur i think i think that's what he said it's he definitely does but yes. I don't know what else he could have said. He did. He definitely did. I saw I saw it. Uh, so then, like, Gary's walking faster. The woman he's with is walking faster. You can tell Gary's like, I've ruined my life. <laughs> Kiefer's literally yelling this as he's smoking a cigarette on the steps of the courthouse. A security guard comes out and they're like, shut the fuck up. Like, you can't just yell out fucking F-slur Keeper, on the steps of the courthouse you weirdo keeper pretends like he's walking after gary but he walks about four steps did you oh, notice right. that yeah <laughs> and did you notice there were paparazzi in the mm-hmm. parking lot it, radar online right there yeah radar online and starcasm we're in it <laughs> that was like the height of teen mom like paparazzi stuff there are so many pictures of janelle's fashion i i did a whole um post about it in uh EVP years ago. I love her courthouse looks. So good. I love so good. them. 
Um, so yeah, Gary's like power walking. Kiefer's like crawling essentially. <laughs> so like Kiefer's in slow mo pretending like he's gonna go up. Like what? You're gonna go to fight a guy in his marine outfit with the marine bosses around him? Exactly. Like you, everybody knows nothing's gonna happen, and that's why Janelle didn't even bother entertaining this Janelle conversation. Doesn't say a fucking word. She doesn't have any emotion on her face. Janelle is disassociated. Janelle's okay. checked the fuck out. She's gone. She's not on planet Earth in this scene. <laughs> Kiefer is so funny. And he also was, he had, he was smoking a cigarette that he clearly stubbed out earlier, like before court, and was like, I'm going to finish this now. So, like, this man, he's such a stunt queen. I would have done that, you know go into the woods what are you talking about Janelle's like yeah uh-huh <laughs> and I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want it to escalate yeah well they're okay. back at her house and Janelle's updating her Facebook status if you noticed <laughs> I didn't 100% updating her Facebook status That's so funny <laughs> and Gary's still or Kiefer's still like high on what happened and he's like what the fuck gary he goes you know what gary didn't even acknowledge me and that made me really mad keepers like having a therapy session about how he felt at court it's so he is, and it's all about him he's like first he's mad that gary didn't acknowledge him then he was like you know and i was thinking about how he had just taken my girl while i was in prison and then i thought about what he did to you <laughs> oh, <laughs> that okay. was his last thing <laughs> first he's got that mad that gary didn't acknowledge him which by the way, LOL, because I thought that you were like mean mugging him down. Are you saying right. Gary didn't even look at you while you were doing that? Because how right. do you mean mug someone that won't even look in your direction? And like, what what did you think he was going to do? The guy who strangled your girlfriend, what did you think he was going to go up to you and shake your hand? Like, what did you think was going to happen? Or you guys were, like, Gary was there with his military bosses. He was not going to fight you. Oh my god. This Gary is, like... is in trouble, Kiefer. Right. This is like Kiefer. This is a brain on really shitty weed. I well, I think he's already doing opiates at this point. I think they're they're in it at this point. Flirting Um, at least, yeah. Yeah. So he's like, yeah. So Gary, first, it's so funny the way he's like narrating this too. Like he doesn't even care about Janelle at all. He's like, he's just speaking. He's monologuing. He's like, first, I was mad that Gary didn't come up to me and acknowledge me. Then I was really mad that I was just thinking like Gary swooped my girl up when I was in prison and I couldn't do anything to stop. And then like, and Janelle's like, yeah, that's why I like didn't even say anything because like we wouldn't have been able to stop you. And then Keeper goes, six men wouldn't have been able to stop me. If I did what I was going to do, six men wouldn't have been able to do it. If I did what I was going to do. Like he presents it like it happened. And then it was like, well, you know, theoretically. Oh my god. <laughs> my I love Janelle going to court. Janelle going to court's like so thrilling. It's the greatest thing. Kiefer is a gem. He's a gem. Oh, he's so funny. Okay, so in the <clears throat> next episode, Allison just moved out and Janelle can't afford the rent. Uh she says that she goes to talk to Barb and she says Barb she tells Barb that Kiefer is gonna pay half the rent. And Barb goes, Oh yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Baby god girl, keeper can't pay rent he keeper hasn't paid rent in five years 
Kiefer can't pay for the dollar menu at Taco Bell. Okay. Kiefer has never had money ever. He was never. homeless when she met him. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Remember when he first meets Barb and he's like, I could get into a I could walk into any kitchen and get a job. And Barb's like, So mm-hmm. don't you? <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you have a job? <laughs> why don't you? Oh my god. Oh my gosh. So Janelle's like, Well, I dropped out of school last week. And I was like, Janelle was in school? Right. <laughs> For what? how did that happen barb is like well why and janelle's like well i was just depressed with this gary stuff and and barb's like okay okay um even though she tells her 30 seconds later that she thinks the whole thing is about to be dropped yeah she goes she says she's going to court next week she thinks she thinks it'll all be dropped and barb is like okay well you know jace's birthday is next week i made a little like party at the gymnastics place for him tomorrow and then Janelle starts getting mad and she's like, I don't understand why you waited till last minute to plan this. I could have people there. And I'm like, who? <laughs> you know, who? Jace's mom, you know, the friends of Jace, you know, the moms of Jace's friends, you know them to invite their kids. Right. Either who of you. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> uh, a cousin. Who are you talking about? And Barbara's like, Janelle, it doesn't matter. Like, he's three. He barely knows. He This is his first birthday. He even knows what a birthday is. Right. You don't need it to be over the top. The family's going to be there. It's going to be fun. And Janelle's like, I just wish that you had told me in advance. <laughs> For what? So you could quit something else? Yeah. So they have his birthday party. Everybody gets along. Somebody gives him a Nerf gun and Kiefer showing him how to use it. And I was like, that's the darkest thing I've ever seen on TV. Thank you. I thought the exact same. Like, he got multiple guns. I'm like, oh, this is not the boy. <sighs> Janelle's like, I wish we could get Jason to gymnastics. And Barbara's like, well, yeah, but, you know, these things are expensive. And Janelle goes, I'll pay for it. And then Barbara's like, can you pay for it? Have you even paid rent? And Janelle <laughs> goes, well, no, my bank account is negative 600 Barbara goes what she says I'm it doesn't matter if I pay it on time what is it like $900 instead of $850 like what does it matter and then she goes I, I'm broke I'm like yeah that's why it matters to know how are you gonna pay for gymnastics girly how are you gonna do that babe how yeah, Barbara's like, what that? do you mean you haven't paid your rent? And she's like, it's just a $50 late fee. Who cares? And it's like, who cares? What matters is that it's like August 18th and you haven't paid and you need to pay on September 1st. For September like, well, I just figured I'd pay for my utilities first because I can't turn those off. Yeah, I she said, pay I, for cable. She's like, I can't not have cable and internet. I can't not have my phone. Like getting mad at Barb <laughs> for being like, you need to pay rent. Janelle's like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Um, and excuse me, Kiefer and I have gone broke because we need weed. So that's why I don't have money, mom. Well, first she said, when Barb was like, what? She said, it's because me and him needed money. So we just kept withdrawing money. <laughs> and this is when I know they're on opiates because I remember once right. when I was on dope, my bank account was negative $450. Yeah. I mean, there's no way like weed doesn't do this. Like, 
weed alone does not like make you tell your mother that it makes sense for you to be six hundred dollars in debt like Like, i definitely when i was like really having to smoke weed like i definitely would spend money on weed that should have been spent on other things like bills and important things but like negative six hundred dollars worth no that's like physically impossible to smoke that much weed that's so much weed like you would have to be and this is like pounds of weed yeah like they, there's just no way that they're smoking that much weed and I smoked mm-hmm. a lot of weed at some points like yeah it just I mean like yeah it just negative it doesn't make any sense it's definitely more than weed because Janelle is so weird when she saw and this is another way that I know that it's not weed because of how much she's insisting it's weed and if it was weed she'd be lying right. and saying it was something else right yep Changing why, the would you, why would you admit it's weed like if it is weed you know what I mean you'd be lying I remember oh my right. god my dad like opened my bank account and saw there was like four hundred dollars like went and paid it and like flipped out and I was like well nobody asked you to pay it <laughs> true <laughs> I would like get my check because I got paid weekly at the shop I was at and I like truly my check would just like get me back to like ten dollars <laughs> oh my god just That's go amazing. to the negatives and then it was the worst because you never knew how much money I had TD Bank like I never knew exactly how much money TD Bank was like gonna let me overdraw like it was uh-huh. it was like different every time so I'd be like well I'll go try and take out money <laughs> like, oh my god what a some, gamble sometimes it let me be I'd be negative 500 sometimes it wouldn't let me go over negative 100 I'd be so mad wow you're really you're like I'm getting nervous just thinking about this yeah no it's the worst it's the worst thing in the world it it fucking sucks and when I went to rehab I got in a tax return for like $1,500 like a week and a half before oh and I spent like almost all of it and my dad was like do I need to go pay money to TD bank like before I was going to rehab and I was like no there's $150 in there and he goes you got $1,500 like last week <laughs> Oh, it was so bad it was so bad like god I don't live that way anymore when gas was going up I was like texting my friend that's also sober and just being like I'm so glad that I'm not a drug addict and can pay for gas right because Janelle's saying in this scene that she can't pay for gas and that's why like she can't go anywhere but um yeah you're right about her like being so open about it being weed because we know that Barb doesn't like that she gets high. Yeah. So, so Janelle says that she was spending too much money on get- marijuana. It's so funny at the way. I wonder if MTV was like, don't say weed. Right. And yeah, she's, I like, bet. she's like, you know, Gary told you how much I was spending on marijuana. And I don't even know why he did that, but it's a lot. And it's like, I just know in my heart, if it was on weed, she'd be like, mom, we were like getting food and like doing this. Like, she wouldn't right. be copying to it yeah you'd be talking about how you just uh your roommate just moved out and now yeah. you have to pay all the bills yeah it's like when I asked my dad to take me to rehab and I told him I was addicted to opiates <laughs> mm. <laughs> which is the same thing I just like couldn't bring myself to say that word like right. yeah. you just, like, have to downplay it um yeah. yeah so Barb is like you need to budget your money. I think what she's not saying is like MTV is going to be giving you your next paycheck soon because I believe at this point in time, the way they got paid was like, they got paid at the beginning of the season, the middle of the season, the end of season. And I bet Barb is like, you're about to be getting your next MTV check. Like you have to let me or a financial advisor, which is by the way, LOL, funny, like a funny, broke, not broken fourth wall moment where like 
Barbara's earnestly telling someone who's six hundred dollars negative in her bank account that she needs to see a financial advisor. Right. Because, it sounds so silly. When you because she does, because she's about to get twenty K right. cash. Right. Right. Or fifty K or a hundred K. Like she's about to get like a significant amount of money that Barbara's worried about. Like the idea of telling a drug addict that's negative 600, like you should really see a financial advisor is just very funny without the context of them being a reality TV star. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um. So then we get, you know, Barb's just worried after the party, Barb, brings, Barb and Mike bring Jace over and they're talking about the money again. And Janelle's like, he first selling tobacco pipes. <laughs> and like, this is another tell. Like, okay, you're talking about this, like, this is a legitimate business, but Barb is like, let's see him. This is great. What an opportunity. By the way, Janelle is the one that bought him all the supplies to make yeah, those pipes. You don't just make those pipes. Of course. How is he even money. like getting them dried? Like, does she get him a kiln? I think, I think she bought him like thousands of dollars worth of equipment. <laughs> Everybody and then, and then Janelle respect. Janelle said that in the end they gave her black lung <laughs> like she's in Zoolander like a, like a coal miner little child yeah okay uh so Barb once again is like you know I just need you well first they look at the tobacco type pipes and Barb's like these aren't for tobacco and I was <laughs> like it doesn't matter what people put in them we just have to say they're tobacco and Keeper brings them all out, and Barb is like, these are pretty good. And she picks up one that's shaped like a guitar, and she's like, for Jay, she's like, it's a guitar! And she, she starts playing guitar, and did you see the way Mike was looking at her? Like, <laughs> I'm at a fucking loony bit. Like, yeah, what are you doing, Barbara? Mike fucking hates Kiefer, and he's like, why are we pretending? <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And as somebody who smokes weed, I just gotta say, Kiefer, like, those pipes were ass. One of them were so big, the mouthpiece was so big. Okay. By the way, this is very pre... First of all, you can tell this is all very pre-legalization because the idea yeah. that anybody would buy a shitty wood tobacco pipe is very funny. Um, right. That's very me when I was like 17. Like, exactly. Before I could get into a head shop because you had to have an ID to get into head shops around here. But there was like random stores that sold bowls in the back of their... Like, like yes. random hippie stores that were able to sell bowls somehow. And like, or like so the shady gas station. Yeah, yeah. So you'd buy like a wooden pipe. And then like the first time you smoke out of glass, you're like, oh my God, I've never do pipe, like a wooden pipe again. Yeah. Cause you hit a wooden pipe once and your fingers burn. Yeah. yeah. There's it's... a reason that paraphernalia is made of glass. <laughs> Seriously. Um, oh my God. They were so shitty. They were like, who are you going to sell this to other than the guys that you play hacky sack with? Like, who is your who is your clientele? Teen mom fans. Like, I would be shocked if they ever shipped one out. No, but so many people were interested, and that's what matters. Okay, so Janelle or Barbara's like, well, you know, like I'm really worried about your finances because if you don't get your finances in order, you won't get custody of Jace. And look, is Barb right? Yes. But once again, it's like, why bring that up, Barb? Why bring it up? Like, this is not the conversation. Like, she never, she always wants to get turned up. And it's always, it's good. Like, there's never a good moment. Like, you're always, it's always an emotional minefield. Like, you can never just, like, be chill. Yeah. Or even well, just, like, like why are we talking money? about custody? Custody is not on the table. Yeah. This is his birthday. I just opened my, uh, you know, 
Sephora free gift with purchase Mac makeup bag full of <laughs> keepers pipes. Like we were having a good moment here. What are we talking about? I this is something that drives me insane about Barb is that she does this, and it's like there's no reason to talk about like you know that Janelle's not getting custody of Jace. It is not happening. Right. Right. So why are we having this conversation about how you want her to have Jace on Sundays so you can have a break? Like we're not even close to being there. Yeah. Not even close. Why talk about it? When she brings up the custody thing, uh, Janelle's like, I know, mom. And she's like, I just want Jace to be here. And she goes, Jace, you want to come stay at my house? Tell Meme. And he's like, I want to stay at mommy's house. Like, so fucked up. And then Barb goes, Janelle, you only see Jace once every three weeks. What are you talking about? Him stay over. And I'm like, okay, one, that's wild that she only sees Jace every three weeks. Right. Two, why are why did you bring up custody if Janelle sees Jace once every three weeks? Yeah, exactly. So what are we having this conversation for? Yeah. Why why are we discussing this? And Janelle's like, I can't. I don't have any money for Jazz to get there. And Barbara's like, well, we'll bring him over. And Mike being, like, actually very nice in this scene is like, I watch Jace on Saturday while Barbara goes to work. Call me. Mm-hmm. And I'll drive him over. And Janelle's like, you are my friends. <laughs> she starts screaming about this. And it's like, Good job, Barb. Look where you started. And it's like, Barb doesn't start the screaming, but she knows the screaming is going to happen if she brings this shit up. So why even bring this shit up? Exactly. Like, what is the fucking point of any of this? Janelle's screaming, I want to see him on days that aren't the weekend. And Barb is like, so come over to the house. And like, it's so funny watching Janelle, like, pick on something that makes no sense and like spiral out about it. Because you're like what you don't go and see jace like see him on the weekends and mike is like but it's fine you'll be able to see him every saturday and then barb even though janelle is screaming goes no i'd rather do it on sunday don't have her call on saturday on sunday because i'm guessing sunday she's off and she's thinking like it'll be nice for mike and i to have a day off without jace there yeah she's like i'd rather janelle watch him on sunday like janelle's not watching him any day why like why are you janelle is screaming on the top of her lungs mike is just trying to like get out of there barb is like well no no sunday instead mike's like shut the fuck up (laughs) you've now created a situation in which like this is a reasonable request but it's never gonna happen like is that what you want because you're never gonna get it mike is saying that because he knows she's not gonna call on saturday right He's just trying to smooth things over. Yeah, and like, he, like, and it was actually like a nice offer. Yeah. And then Barb is like pretending like it's real as they're walking out of the house because Janelle's screaming on the top of their lungs, so they have to leave. Like, it's so <laughs> crazy the way these people operate. For what? Like, we could have just had a good moment. We, Kiefer would have passed out in about twenty minutes because he was deep in that trampoline, and we could have just let let it be but no like we're having this conversation about shit that is fake yes exactly and barb is like well you know what like she's like i want to see him during the week and barb is like well if you get your life together you can she goes oh now it's get my life together now it's get my life together <laughs> like yeah yeah <laughs> now it's get your life together babe <laughs> that's kind of the whole point i that's love 
I love when Janelle is just so spiraled out and screaming and she can't hear herself. And so she just starts saying the funniest things that are actually insults to her. Right. Like a couple weeks ago when Barb was like, you're not around for Jade. She's like, be original. Say something original this time. <laughs> and now it's like, oh, now I have to get my life together. And it's like, yes. Good one, mom. Okay. You need to get your life together, Janelle. <laughs> The original that's hilarious it's just so funny oh Janelle Barb fighting is so funny just we're never gonna see stuff like that ever again so enjoy it oh, while no R.I.P. well Kara thank you so much for joining me will you plug your podcast for anybody that doesn't know yeah you can listen to my pop culture slash reality tv podcast called everyone's business but mine everywhere you listen to podcasts and I have a patreon um and that's at patreon.com slash ebbm podcast well thank you so much Kara. thank you for having me this is a real fun time love ya bye love you. bye this podcast is brought to you by solid listen network find me on instagram at feathers underscore pod <laughs>